such great crowds gathered around Jesus that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. I speak to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I have an odd dream for ministry. I call it Boat Church. And what I mean by this is it's still slightly hazy. It's still being worked out in my imagination at times. But it involves me being on a boat. I know that part. And it somehow is about connecting with other people who either love being on the water or who seek something holy outside church walls. Now... There may be some challenges with keeping communion wafers dry, and my propensity for motion sickness on boats is rather problematic. And additionally, I don't have a boat. So yes, there may be some initial obstacles to making this dream a reality. Nevertheless, Getting to the heart of this idea, I think Boat Church connects something deep within me that that wants to extend a hand to share a prayer, some spiritual food, and remind people that they matter. That God loves them, no matter if they ever make it inside a church. But I love that you did whether here in the pews or online, because I get to talk about this boat church idea with you. But I'm going to put that aside for a little bit. These past few Sundays in our gospel text, Jesus has shared several images and parables to try to explain a different reality to the disciples and to people who feel like their present circumstances are pretty fixed and challenging. He speaks of God being one who can bear our burdens, inviting us to exchange our heavy-weighted souls for a lighter yoke of kindness and gentleness. And in the next chapter, Jesus asks us to consider that offering even a little cup of water is actually an extravagant act of hospitality to someone. The more Jesus preaches, the more folks gather. And so perhaps to avoid being swallowed up in the midst of the crowd on the shore, in today's gospel, Jesus takes to a boat to deliver his message. It's boat church, y'all. You knew I'd get back to it. (laughs) Then Jesus, he goes ahead and presents this parable about the character of the kingdom of God that is probably about as clear as mud to the crowds. And he begins with these words. Listen, a sower went out to sow. He describes the scene. As the sower sows, there are hungry birds who gobble up the seed. There's rocky or or shallow soil plants being scorched by the sun, and thorns that choke out the plants. 
And that sounds like it could be pretty discouraging for the sower. Yet here's what's important. No matter what conditions of the soil, no matter what the needs of the plants, the sower is there. You see, God's always been the sower. From the scattering of stars and planets and galaxies to the planting of all things that grow, all things that draw breath, we worship God who generously, exuberantly, joyfully plants seeds in our lives. That's the reality Jesus is trying to introduce to the crowd on the shore and to us. And like the crowd, we are invited to look up from our current circumstances. Well, we may feel like we are walking barefoot on rocky ground, our tender feet being pierced with each step. To look up when we feel like we are being choked by thorns of grief, illness, separation from loved ones. To look up when we feel all parched and scorched and withered and depleted. When it seems like there is no relief in sight, we are greeted by the vision of the tough and calloused farmer hands of the sower. The cosmic hands of God, you know, with deep creases of a gathered palm, that weathered, practiced hand that just reach out and scatters, scatters generous love for us. And for you, our souls are seated and tended. And the loving hand, it just keeps reaching out again and again. Seed scattered everywhere. Will something take root? Will something push through? Will something grow again? The sower answers by grabbing another handful of seed and continuing to work. This parable acknowledges that in our lives there may be some successes and failures along the way, some real scorched areas, and also some new tender buds pushing through where it seemed that nothing was ever going to grow again. I mean nothing. And as Jesus speaks, we find that there are lots of unknowns, a lot of places where things may not grow, However, there's great beauty in the consistency and the persistence of the sower. As he speaks from the pulpit of the boat, Jesus knows that some folks will hear what he has to say and turn their lives to the reality of a loving God who is there for the long haul. And their lives will be forever changed. And there will be those who leave the shore even before he finishes speaking perhaps distracted or hungry for something they think may be more satisfying. What Jesus offers from the boat for all to see and hear is the description of that outreached open hand of God, full of possibility and hope. This parable is about a different reigning presence that is life itself and leads to abundance. As we turn from the scene of Jesus's boat church we look at our own lives in life there's going to be rocks 
and sharp thorns. I wish that wasn't the case. And you may be stuck in a thicket right now. And as a community of faith, it's not impossible to find that in our spiritual landscape, there may also be rocks and thorns intertwined with green and growing places. And what I mean by this is that there's going to be times where we listen and listen to God and, and, and respond, and, and times when we see God at work, when we experience the fruit of faithfulness and God's abundant grace. And there are also maybe times where God feels far off and when we fail in our plans or our endeavors, times when our faith will take a back seat, times when our spiritual lives feel very stagnant, back in that thicket again. But if we think of the sower, of the character of God, I ask you, what can happen when we persist? What can happen or what might God do with our consistent spiritual practices of worship and service? What can grow when we keep showing up and reaching out like the sower, opening our doors, scattering seeds everywhere, prayerfully watching and tending, rejoicing as we see things grow in new or uncharted holy spaces? Many of you know that I am the daughter of an Episcopal priest. And my daddy had this great question for people in his parish. He would ask, I know why people don't come to church, but tell me, why are you here? It's a question that can really stop you in your tracks as you consider. After all, there are real reasons why something like a boat church or an unconventional setting might be much more accessible or inviting to someone who is seeking God and hasn't yet found God in more traditional church spaces. So why are we here? Why do we gather in person and online? Perhaps we might answer with this. We are here because God is the sower, and Jesus was a sower, and we want to be sowers too. That's why we're here, to sprinkle seeds of kindness and love and forgiveness, all that good growing stuff, to receive some spiritual food that will sustain us and help us flourish as the body of Christ. Now, a few weeks ago, I talked about harvest, particularly spiritual fruit of the harvest. And y'all might remember how I brought up peaches. And I am still needing to deliver on bringing a peach pie to y'all <laughs> sometime very soon. But I revisit this because through the Spirit, through the grace of God, we receive and are called to embody that grace with our lives. That's the spiritual fruit we are called to share with others. And when we receive grace, when we realize that we are recipients of the harvest, 
How then do we share that gift? Jesus is the king of the harvest, the sower of good things in our lives. So let us be ready with a handful of seed to keep sowing, to keep seeing if something will grow. And we don't need to worry if it falls on rocky or thorny ground. No, just, just sow love. Just sprinkle a little bit of kindness and mercy and forgiveness. And just keep a little bit of that seed to sow in your own heart when you need it. And don't worry about what happens that truly is God's work. Just keep at it. And when you can't, and this I think is important as well, when you can't, rest and receive the fruit, the grace that someone, that a community wants to share with you. The consistent, persistent sower is at work in your life, in this place, and I hope on some boat somewhere. And that's a very, very good thing for us all. Amen.